Well, guys, welcome to When in Rome. This is me, myself, Roman's podcast. And this is literally minute first minute one, second one of this whole thing. Um, uh, let's just start with what I want this to be. And I'm so excited about hopefully this like process changing what I am initially thinking about this podcast. But right now it's just like you come to my circle and I make you feel welcome. And then we talk a lot of shit. And I talk about things that are going on in like the world, San Francisco, which is where I'm from. Anyone who knows San Francisco knows that it's like the it's like the fairyland for homeless people, meth addicts, um, white bottoms, tech bros. I think that's all I got. Um, I love San Francisco. It loves me. Um, and I'm really excited to start this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to talk about a couple things that happened in the world. Um, something, some funny shit that happened in my life. You know, something from the city. And then maybe something that, re- like, from pop culture. Um, but, yeah, let's just get right into it. So, sorry if you, my voice sounds weird. I have allergies, um, which I guess only happened in, like, the last couple of years of my life. Is there anyone else out there who, like, whose body was a temple when they were younger and now it feels like it's one of those emergency care centers in the middle of Tenderloin? Like, I don't understand why my body has these problems now. Ugh, I'm 40, which makes me feel like I'm really young, but I'm also about to die tomorrow. <laughs> like, I don't. I just picture and think about me dying. Not dying, but just being old. And I know I know that I'm, like, going to be great at being old because I'm being great at being 40. But I still think about it a lot. Anyway, let's not dive down to me being old and my anxieties. Um, I did want to thank and recognize Cameron, who is here with me. He doesn't have a mic because <laughs> this is all about me. Um, but he is here. He's my editor, roommate, really good friend. Um, and so I wanted to acknowledge him and thank both him and everyone else out there who encouraged me to do this. You know who you are. You guys are probably listening to this because I forced you to. <laughs> now look at me. Look me right in the eyes because I'm watching you dead in your face and tell me I'm great. Okay? Make me believe it. (laughs) Not like all the people you say your tops do. They don't believe that. I also wanted to make sure that someone, if you're listening to this right now, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this, it went well. If you're not listening to this, and maybe it's probably my therapist, (laughs) we're going through unpacking some of the emotions about this not getting off the, (laughs) getting off the I guess the tarmac, but let's hope you're listening to a substance right now because I love substances and I feel like um, safe substance use is what gets you through this hard fucking life. You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily mean illegal substances. Oh, although mm, my Lord, Um, I I mean, ginkgo loba could be your substance, baby. You know what I mean? As long as you're being safe, um, doing the research, making sure your drugs are safe. So whatever substance you're doing, take a moment right now, do it. Okay. And then let's, let's go on. Let's see. We're doing kind of like some multiple cuts. So well, I wonder if when we piece this all together, you motherfuckers will be able to tell. Because <laughs> like maybe on the second or third cut, like, damn, he got polished. <laughs> no, it won't be that polished, honey. This is the first one. So expect a lot of mistakes, a lot of ums, you know what I mean? A lot of like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But hopefully you're still listening, bitches. So, okay, what's happened this weekend? Nothing really happened like... 
When I, when I say nothing would happen, my life is full of going to the clubs, right? Um, and then like kikis, after parties. So like that's nothing to me, which I know for a lot of you is like, wow, he's like queer as folk. He's Brian. Um, <laughs> so, but for me, that was just like life. Um, but some things that I think are, that are different that this weekend, um, there was the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation. It's like this big conference in San Francisco that was here. Um, all it really did was like, they, I just feel like they just blast hoses to put homeless people to get them out of the way so they can make the streets look good. Let's see, it's like fall, so I have a lot of seasonal depression. I don't know if any of you guys and girls and them be sorry if I say guys a lot. I know I need to work on that because the world isn't just full of guys, right? And it's unfortunately, even though they know how to make you think like it is. Um, so, yeah, seasonal depression. I hate fall. I hate winter. I wish that I could skip them. I'm from Santa Barbara originally. Um, and, you know, anyone who knows Santa Barbara knows it's like a temperate climate and it's very warm. Or not very warm, but it's just, it stays more on the warm side. Let's see what else. My mom died a couple of years ago. Um, her dramatic ass died on the day of the death. So I feel like I'm just like kind of just now learning to experience and deal with death and the grief of losing someone. Like year two seems like, I just think, I, I think of it like, I'm going to have the rest of my life to miss my mom. And so the first two years are like weird, surreal. I don't know if anyone else has had or dealing with the surrealness of it. But, you know, I know that I'm going to get over it. And that is life, right? Life is dealing and recognizing that not everything is good. So I bought this podcast and I'm going to try to share with you my state of being as much as possible. I've been listening to some other podcasts and I think they do a really good job. Anyone who, ever, who listens to The Real, they're great. And I love the way that they talk about <clears throat> their state of being and about how it's not always good. So I want to take that. Anyway, um, one thing I am thinking about right now is as all the shit I'm going to talk on this podcast, I'm actually happy that I'm doing it when my mom isn't here. Is it like unpack that shit, right? <laughs> because my mom was nosy. So I would never have been able to keep her away from this motherfucker. So I guess I would have had to create like a Christmas special. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just real sanitized. Talk about, I don't know what I could talk about that my mom would like. Huh? A Hallmark card. Yes, a Hallmark card fucking episode. We could talk about Real Housewives of Temecula. All right. So, yeah, I mean, like, I just wanted to share my, I'm probably always going to share and try to share something like my state of mind, you know what I mean, with you guys. I feel like it's important to recognize that you're not feeling good and that life is all about oscillating between both feeling good and feeling bad and learning from the feeling bad, right? So I'm like unpacking, unpacking what's going on with me and my mom. And obviously you always feel sad, but I feel like, especially when someone just dies, it's like, what is closure, right? So dealing with that, but also I feel like, you know, 
I mean, I'm only on year two from my mom passing, so I don't know if this is how I feel all the time or, you know, around this time, but I feel like it will, right? Anyone who's had anyone pass recently knows that, like, you feel like you've gotten, you're getting a little handle on it, and then something happens. Um, like, there's this song that comes out, and I can't even remember it, but in Spanish, it's a really, really, like, peppy song about, like, love. But when, because it was playing all the time when my mom died, I used to cry all the time. And people would be looking like, what is wrong with you, girl? It's like crying to Shakira. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I, I met, like, a really cute 25-year-old, like, girl, 25, too young for me. But he was beautiful. And I kept thinking and looking at him like, girl, if I was 25 and beautiful and lived in L.A., sex trafficked okay honey <laughs> immediately put picture me my black ass and not cute at that time honey thank god it came into it at 35 um but my black ass would have been on a milk carton or in some you know bangkok fucking you know thing making your your latest um what is that thing called um nova nova men nova what fashion nova girl you know i don't do fashion nova um let's see so yeah other than that, the weekend was cool. Like, um, I had nothing to complain about. I like to go out. Thanksgiving Day is coming up. So, you know, whenever you're hearing this, depending on how long it is, it could be like the new year. And I'm talking about Thanksgiving. But happy Colonizers Day, guys. Um, let's move on to my first topic. My first world topic Israel. Like,. And I know that it's a crazy topic to address, you know what I mean? And I've had friends who, when I was, like, going over the point of, or going over, like, the first outline, and they were like, are you sure you want to talk about Israel? And I was like, hell yeah, bitch. Like, the point of this podcast is for me to talk about whatever the fuck I want that won't get me in trouble with the law. Um, and if people can't, like, listen to someone honestly talking about their feelings but based on the information they know, that they don't need to listen to this podcast. And they won't like this fucking podcast because I'm going to talk about the shit that I want to talk about and based on the information I know. And, like, my job, I think, before I get on it is to try to, like, check my sources and make sure they're reputable, quote, unquote, which means that, like, some white men are giving it to us, but I guess they're the right white men. Um, and I hope that, and I just ask, I'm here to learn, so if you guys want to talk to me about this shit, you want to email me, and by guys, I mean thembies, if you guys want to email me um, what you think, then let's have a conversation. And I just, quite ch I just challenge you guys to check your sources I'll check mine and we'll talk. Yeah. But like, fuck the, is this Israel thing is crazy. Right. And the first thing I want to say is all civilian casualties are bad. I don't know when we got to the fucking point where people were like, Oh my God, there are only like 25 people dead. So we were able to blow up an ambulance. No girl. Like, <laughs> like I feel like we should not be challenging or trying to like kill civilians at all, or even like allow them to be like fucking casualties. Right. Like if you can't not kill civilians, then don't, don't don't fire the bomb. I, I know as an American, that's also I want to say, like, if you're American right now and you are impassioned about this, girl, like, before you start name-calling and judging, remember, girl, that the Americans, the, that America is, like, the terrorist of the world, that we have done more shit to this world. Do you know what I mean? Even under Democratic presidents, we were bombing places in Afghanistan, next to schools, mosques, all kinds of shit with civilian casualties, and we were lying about it still to this day. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like before anybody from any European country, bitch, especially America, decides that they want to get on passion 
just start calling people names and coming out their mouths like they know what they're talking about, you better look to your government, bitch, okay? Like, we can definitely get a passion to try to fight, um, fight change, but let, like, people from colonists, glass houses, don't throw stones is all I'm trying to say. Um, I will, I will say... Like, I don't know anyone who would disagree. I think I, I think most of the people I know would not disagree with the statement that Israel has lost the PR war. Like, I mean, Hamas was horrible, and they, they definitely, like, started and, like, led with the tragedies, obviously. But, girl, like, the pictures of bombs and, and um, sorry, ambulances and hospitals and houses. Like, girl, like, part of modern warfare is the PR war, right? And look at Russia. Russia lost the loss of fucking PR war. And if they hadn't lost the PR war in terms of Ukraine, then I don't think the world would have banded together as much, right? So like Israel girl and also who is ever is running the Israel like social media girl, like we need to get that angry gay off there because you cannot have the guy who also does like social media for um fucking um <laughs> real housewives of Beverly Hills doing your doing doing <laughs> the social media for Israel. Like you can't just like call like bitch Amy Schumer or like or something. Like that's just not how you could do it. <laughs> and like also is can we all just agree that we need to get rid of Benjamin Netanyahu? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I looked that up. And yes, the pronunciation has Yahoo in it, which I don't know if that's racist. It's just kind of funny. Um, but like, if, if we have to go back to Benjamin Netanyahu about anything in this war, when we know he fucked up, that's like going to Trump. Like, girl, I just want someone, I just want them to be, a, to be another government elected democratically. Um, and we need to get rid of Benjamin. You know what I mean? The only thing I want to hear someone do is turn, when I bend over, they can say, Nanyatendu in my butthole. Okay? That's the only, only other time I want to hear that fucking name anymore, girl. You have done, you are done. He's done. Okay? I think we can all agree about that. Like, also, if you're gonna, like, where's the evidence? You know what I mean? Like, right now in the news, they're starting to show some pictures, and it's literally like an old, bear, it's like a, it's like a, like, they'll have like an old laptop. And like a, a tunnel, and they're like, "This is proof of why you know what I mean." We we blew up the third floor of you know the EMT ward, and you're like, "Girl, that's not enough." Like getting proof from you know Israel about what they're seeing from Hamas, you know, that makes like all these tragedies like worth it. Should not be like getting a, grind, a headless torso pick from Grinder. You know what I mean? I should be able to get the full face girl on five, fifteen pictures from every angle, <clears throat> all from this year. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Um, but that's it, guys. Like, I mean, I mean, as we speak, they're about to, uh, you know, um, announce possibly a hostage deal, um, and you know, who knows what that's going to be. But my question is, like, what comes after? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I'm looking at this situation, it's like watching a really bad like um, model UN. Like, everyone that's watching it knows what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I feel it's like, like, you know what I mean? And so I don't understand how Israel can't like, I, and I understand that Israel ha was attacked, but, and once again, this is me coming good colonizing the glass house with don't throw stones. This is coming from an American who we like, what did we do after nine 11? Um, we like, went in Afghanistan and all that shit. And I was there and I was rah-rah with this boom-bah, right? So, because I felt violated in our, my country 
But now, knowing 20 years later, like, that wasn't the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So Israel needs to learn because no one's going to go in there and try to fix the rubble. No one's going to take credit for it. Nobody wants to have 2 million refugees on their hands. And it's all going to be on Israel. And, like, the effort they put in now to not destroy as much as possible will be the effort that they bear fruit later because, like, these conditions, not having water, not having food, not having Medicare, this is what breeds terrorism, right? Not having any other way. And I'm not saying that Israel is responsible for it, but I'm saying, girl, you're like, we need to look three or four steps ahead. Responsibility is not what, it, what happens. There's no one-on-one responsibility in geopolitics, but there are actions that can be foreseen, girl. So that's it i'm i'm hope happy to debate any of these this topics that i bring up on here if you want to talk to me about it and you see you know what i mean like i love debates i love talking about it i love bringing it up i hope you guys know that i love all of anyone who's listening Israeli, palestine but i do have to say free palestine do you know what i mean and yeah my next topic oh god i hate this man elon musk the name elon musk it just hearing it now is so annoying. I feel like if I have to hear about another dumb white person that white people elevate, and like that Theranos woman, like Elon, how if I hear one more time about how much of a genius this motherfucker is, like now, I mean, like how only anti-Semites get to just be blatant anti-Semites and still run companies, fashion houses. Like Yeezy was like an like an anti-Semite for like a year. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, just just talking shit. And now Elon Musk has been an anti-Semite for, like, known for, like, two years. That's motherfucker. And then you still got people out there like, oh, my God, he's integral to the Elon, Elon Musk, like, his name and him is like a musk. It's like going to a comfort and joy party and feeling, smelling the musk. Do you know what I mean? But... I will say no, no, no. I will say comfort and joy. The last party, I didn't smell any musk. Let's keep it going. But like, yeah, like, oh God, like, you, like you read these articles about Elon Musk, right? You read like, you know, he one, he's a genius, but then two, you read that he was him and his board were sued by the shareholders for overpaying themselves to the tune of seven hundred fifty million dollars, and they settled. And you know when you settle, right, that, that that means you don't take responsibility. But why would you settle for almost a billion dollars if you didn't actually steal from your own shareholders, right? Like, think about that. Elon Musk and the board were sued by the shareholders for paying them, overpaying themselves $750 million, and they settled. <clears throat> there's, you know what I mean, like, there's this whole, like, uh, you know, how efficient and great t- Tesla is. And then you hear about their Fremont location that's always got issues with black people because they t- call them niggas and with the hard R. And they, like, you know what I mean? Like, like not promoting them and all that. Girl, an efficient, like, like warehouse or efficient, like, black area that, that, that takes, makes fun of black people and takes them down in order to be efficient is a plantation, girl. Like, that's not new. Okay, girl? Like, we, America is done one thing if they have not done well. And that's make a plantation efficient. So I'm not going to give Elon Musk or anybody who works there any type of kudos for the efficiency of their, their operation when you just being efficient and calling somebody a nigger. Like, that's not how it's going to work. You know what I mean? 
Um, uh, girl, yeah, I just wanted to just, I'm, I just hear Elon Musk's name so fucking much that I really just wanted to put my two cents out there to say, please shut the fuck up about Elon Musk. He's not a genius. He's not. The only power he has, which is a lot, is being the biggest, um, most richest man in the world. But like, that, ugh, ugh, move on. I just wanted to get that toxic shit out of my way. SF News, what's going on in San Francisco? So, there's a lot of news out there about a doom loop. And I just want to say, okay, so a doom loop is essentially businesses move out of San Francisco, like downtown, because it's got a lot of crime, it's got a lot of homeless people. And then because there's no you know, income generating from there, then we can't feed services. And then, you know what I mean? And more and more homeless people go there, and it's a doom loop, right? And a lot of it has to do with like, all these stories in the fucking news about um, people being shot, like shoplifting from Rite Aid and all that bullshit. First of all, your mom's city's in a doom loop, okay? If you're thinking about a doom loop, go to your mom's city because it's in a doom loop. We're not in a fucking doom loop. A little bit of white people leave the fucking city and everyone's like, ah! White people are leaving, girl, go, okay? If you're a white bottom, then we are not in my backyard. I'm a NIMBY, okay? If you are a PLC top girl, we will give you two months off and a free parking space. Come on down. I just say, like, as soon as, like, it was the same thing happened after COVID, right? People were left after COVID. Five, 50 white people moved, and they had all these articles about how Austin's amazing. No, it's not, bitch. That's why you're moving back. Like, um, and, you know, SF is fine. We ain't got no damn doom loops. You know what I mean? We just have more, if more white people are moving out, then we can get some more POC people in here. Maybe bring back some of these people we gentrified out, you know? Store theft is annoying as fuck, but that's only if you're a corporation. Like, I'm so tired of the corporations that are actually helping to cause the inequality problems in this fucking court, you know, country, complaining about the effects of inequality. The only reason the people don't want to steal unless they're poor. Why are they poor? Oh, it's because we're not paying them a living wage. You know what I mean? Like Target and all these places that are also talking about how they have to close stores. I mean, were you paying these motherfuckers a minimum wage? You know what I mean? How are you contributing to the inequality crisis? Do you know what I mean? Are you building affordable housing, these motherfuckers? Or are you just paying the people in your store seven dollars an hour so they have to drive and take two hour commutes to live across the bridge in the hood so all the white people and the executives that work in your corporation can live in the city it's like what's it what's it gonna be baby you either complain about inequality and help it or you're gonna shut the fuck up right although i will say that the homeless people can get a little feisty out here. I think we have great homeless people in terms of, like, they leave you alone. There's many times when, like, if you go to Club 6, it is right in Homeless Alley, and we be standing up there a hot mess, and they be looking at us like, you a hot mess, and we be looking at them like, you have pretty dogs, but you also a hot mess. Um, but I was walking, because, you know, like I said, we had the Apex, Apex Conference, and hold on. So, yeah, um... Uh, there was an APEC conference, I remember, and like I was telling you guys about, and like, there was this homeless guy, because they had done, like I said, if I mentioned earlier, they had done all this, like, they've, they've like, they cleaned all the homeless off, which basically means they kicked them off their, their tents where they would sleep in the streets and shit, or like, you know what I mean, on, on the street. <laughs> So they could power wash the streets so that, you know what I mean, when the all of the presidents and shit came, it would look clean. And there was a party, this was like two weeks ago, and there was a party, and it was right after they had done the power washing. 
And I remember leaving, and this homeless man was like yelling, yelling at me, and I was like, "Girl, don't yell at me! I didn't move your tent, bitch. Okay, <laughs> like you ain't got to yell at me. Like, talk to the cops, talk to those sanitation workers." And I felt, I swear to God, he looked at me like, "Bitch, well then, the next time you look at me, I didn't shit on your stump." <laughs> but you know, that was just me maybe adding some things. Let's move on to pop culture. And there's really only one thing pop culture-wise. Like, I'm not a huge following pop culture fan because, bitch, I read. But I do feel like, you know, tying in some pop culture things and, like, maybe bringing someone on eventually. You know, everyone's going to talk about pop culture. Like, someone young and dumb and full of cum. <laughs> um, and they can talk about it. But I do want to talk about Cassie and Puff Daddy. If only because that one kind of goes back to, like, my childhood and I will say that, like, when I first read it, it wasn't that I can't believe it, but I was just like, girl, are there any guys from our childhood that we could still just be, I mean, I know that we don't need, everyone don't need to be upstanding, but I feel like I can't listen, I can't watch TV, I can't listen to music, girl. You can't even look at, think about a commercial, because everyone from the 90s is a rapist or something. Like, if, 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 ooh, girl, Bill Cosby wasn't putting in something in somebody's drink, then this, this man, you know, Puff Daddy was apparently beating the shit out of Cassie. Girl, like, everybody was getting their ass beat and still making great records, and that's crazy, because I, my right now, I have a hangnail, and I was about to end this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So kudos to, that shows you that black women are the strongest, women are the strongest, because they were the all, most of the ones being victimized, except for those two poor boys who R. Kelly was fucking with, like, my God. Anyway, so if you guys don't know, Cassie came out with some lawsuit, filed a lawsuit, um, saying that Puff Daddy had been abusing her for years, and, like, some of the shit that she said, it was just, I don't need to get into it, but it was just real bad, right? Like, beating her, like, you know what I mean? Like, making her have sex, da-da-da, very R. Kelly vibes, but worse. I don't know if there's a worse, but just very R. Kelly vibes. Um, and then right after, like, a day after she post or she filed this lawsuit, it was settled, um, um, and so I think personally that she did it because she wanted everyone to know. And once the news knows something and it becomes like pop important or something to look at pop culture wise, and they, they hope they'll just start digging into it like flies on shit. So I feel like she did what she needed to do because now we're all talking about it. And I don't think anybody had on the radar that Puff Daddy and Cassie, you know what I mean? Like, ooh. But yeah, girl, I'm just. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just waiting for the next Will Smith to pop Chris Rock. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? We ain't got none left. And that, guys, and ladies and thumbies, is the end of my first episode. I am so happy that you were all here with me. Um, it was actually really fun. Like, I didn't know that that was going to be this fun. And I didn't know that I could, like, talk this much. Yes, I did. Um, but, I, yeah, guys, like, I really hope that this goes somewhere and that at some point you're listening to this. And as I make more episodes, I hope that you are listening to that. Um, yeah. I love you all. Roman out. <laughs>